I can only imagine when all I will do is forever, forever worship you. I can only
children.
have your attention, please. Worship will be starting in one minute. Please take this opportunity to prepare your hearts for worship and to be seated. And don't forget to put your cell phones on silent.
today. Amen. Scripture this morning, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I'll be starting at verse number 12. Once again, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting at verse number 12. I will be reading this morning from the King James Version. 
If you've got to say amen, need some more time to hold on. This is all about him today. We're here for him today. And it reads as follows. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. Mm. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and spirit soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. I read for you here this morning, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 through 27. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. We will now have opening prayer. Gracious Father, we come to you, O God, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We come, Father God, in humble submission asking you for forgiveness of all our sins, Lord God. Every act, every deed, every thought, Lord God, that brought reproach against your holy and divine name. For we come in this morning, Lord God, to lift you up and to praise your name. We come in saying thank you, God, for the many blessings you've given us, and thank you, God, for allowing us to live in the overflow. We thank you, Father God, for your overflowing love that never fails. We thank you, Father God, that you are a God that just loved us. Even while we were yet sinners, you first loved us. We thank you, Lord God, for the blessings that you've given us on this day. We just want to continue to lift you up, praise your name, Lord God, and just worship you on the day. We thank you, Father God, for being our Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. We thank you, Lord God, that when we woke this morning, we had provisions, Lord God, and we know that it was only through you. We thank you for being Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God, our healer, Lord God. When the doctor has given up on us, Lord God, we can look to the hills which cometh all our help and just call on your most holy and divine name. But we thank you, Lord God, for being Jehovah Shalom, the Lord God, our peace. When the world around us is full of confusion, Lord God, we can just call on your name. We can whisper Jesus. And he'll say, peace be still. So we just come this morning, Lord God, knowing nothing else to do but lift up and to praise your most holy name. For you are Elohim, the creator God, and you are El Elyon, the most high God, and you are El Shaddai, the most powerful God. So we just come right now, Lord God, in submission to your will and to your way, asking you, Lord, to continue to bless us, 
continue to keep a hedge of protection all around us, Lord God, and continue, Lord God, to allow us to serve you. We just thank you, Lord God, for your darling son, Jesus, who came down through 42 generations, tearing down woodwork and brass, saying, I am that I am. He marched up a hill called Golgotha, allowed himself to be nailed to an old rugged cross. He hung out from the sixth to the ninth hour, dropped his head and locked up his shoulders and said, it is finished. They put him in a borrowed tomb. <laughs> he stayed there all day Friday. He was there all day Saturday. But early on a Sunday morning, <laughs> the first day of the week, that was a shaking and that was a rumbling. And a rock rolled away and a rock come out of a rock. And that rock declared all power in heaven and earth is in his hands. So he's letting us know that there's nothing too big or too hard for him. So we thank you, Lord God, for being our salvation, for being our redeemer, for being our propitiation, propitiation for sin, oh God. We just thank you, God, for you an awesome God. We ask right now, Father God, that you bless our pastor in a mighty way, that you bless his family, Lord God, that you strengthen him, Father God, give him wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that he may preach to us a hard-headed group of people. We pray for the other ministers, Lord God, that you give them strength, that you give them wisdom, that you allow them to stand flat-footed and preach one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. We pray right now for this congregation, Lord God. We pray that you bind us in love, that love that runs from heart to heart and breast to breast, Lord God. That love that forgives, that love that doesn't hold a grudge, Lord God. Just bring us together as your family, Father God. Oh, Lord God, we just thank you for this day. Oh, we thank you for this choir that sang him praises unto you, Lord God. Let them know that they can't sing to no one higher than you, oh God. We thank you for our urchins, and we thank you for the deacons, and we thank you for the mothers, oh God. And we just thank you for this great congregation, Lord God, knowing that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord God. Oh, we thank you for this day. We thank you for what's going to happen in this day, oh Lord God. We thank you for the anointing that's going to take place, Father God. We just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for being God. We thank you, Father God, for looking after us and keeping us safe, Lord God. And no matter what situations we find ourselves in, we know we can look to the hills and which come with all our help. And all our help comes from you. That all we have to do is cry out the name of Jesus. Woo! Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the noonday. Woo! Jesus in the midnight hour. So all we have to do is call on it. So we stand this morning, Lord God, calling on a rhema word from heaven, a word that's going to change hearts and change minds and change lives and maybe cause someone to fall out of the way of the world and come running asking, what must I do to be saved? So we just thank you, Father God. We just thank you. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. For he's worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. We just thank you, Lord God. It's a new day, Father God, a new year. And you've given us new praises, new blessings every day, Lord God. And so we thank you. We not look back to 2023. But we look forward, Lord God, to having a closer walk with thee. 
we look forward, Father God, to correct some of the things that we did in 2023, that we may better serve you, oh God. We just look forward, Lord God, getting closer to you, to love you more, God, just as you have loved us. But this is my prayer in Jesus' name, and for his sake I pray. I ask, Lord, that you receive this prayer. Amen. Amen. And amen.
victory. My God is set me free. Do you got it? Do you got it? Do you have the victory? And God set you free. chapter of Mark, beginning at verse number 41, and I would tell you today that you need to know that you know that you know that, that Jesus Christ has given you the victory of all things, because if you're not sure about that, the world will tell you a lot of things, so you need to know, you're sure you'll need to know that Jesus Christ has given us the victory of all things. Again, that's Mark chapter 12, beginning at verse number 41. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And it reads, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus calls his disciples to him and, and said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all the others who are making co contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. That is the word of God for the people of God. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, we just come before you at this hour Lord just to thank you for all that you continue to, to show us and to do because you love us and Lord we pray for every saint that's in the house, every one that are, that are choosing to give and those that may not have it to give but Lord they, they're trusting in you and Lord we ask right now this offer we, we offer it up to you, ask you to bless it, ask you to increase it only you can increase ask you to guide us would you have us to do to glorify you and to continue to build your kingdom? Not our will, Lord, but let thy will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you haven't already done so, you may give after this service. You can do it by Cash App or PayPal or mail it into us. I would say to you, we say every Sunday, trust God. Knowing this, that we can never be God's giver. I'm a living witness that the more that we give to him, I promise you, he'll give it back to you. God bless you. I love you. God bless you.
We ask, Lord God, that you make known your presence in this house, that you fill the room, that we experience you, Lord God, not just visit you. Now send us, Lord, a word from heaven that we may grow closer to you and flee the devil. Father God, I am your servant. I confess that I can do nothing without you. But I pray, O oh Lord God, that I will do all things because you are with me. Now, Father, we ask that you consume me by your presence, that you hide me behind your cross and lay me at your feet. Now, Lord God, let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come and go with me to the book of James. Chapter 5. The book of James, chapter 5. Say amen. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation this morning. And it reads Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praise. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayers of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was a human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, None fell for more than three, three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain, and the earth began to yield its crop. I read for you from the fifth chapter of James, verses 13 through 18. May the Lord bless the readers, the hearers, and the doers of his most holy word. You may be seated. Thank you. 
The Bible, as you heard in the scripture this morning, read for, is that men should always pray and pray without ceasing. And for a subject for as long as the Lord will allow, I'd like to talk to you about the power of prayer. The power of prayer. If you have not reached a conclusion that there is power in prayer, let me ask you to re-examine what I pray to share with you today. First of all, I want to say to you that if you look at the Lord's Prayer, it requires you begin with adoration and praise. But for us to have adoration and praise for God, we must have knowledge. You ask me the question, well, what knowledge do I have to have? Paul helps us by saying and telling us that are any of you suffering hardships? And the truth of the matter is that I doubt if there's a person that is in this room, that is in this world, that hasn't been going through some ups and some downs. I suspect that there's not a moment, there's not a day that goes by that you hadn't said, Lord, have mercy. A prayer sometimes is not always about how long or how wordy it may be, but it's simply an operation that says, Lord, you are in charge and I seek your will. Paul says if you have hardships, then you ought to pray. But he says something else that is very important, and I have never thought about this until recently. Are you happy? Are you happy? And he says if you're happy, then you should praise. So then it requires that there must be a knowledge that you possess about God. So the first thing that, that, that I want to tell you is that, that, that if you're happy, you ought to praise. If you have hardships, you ought to pray. And since you're always going through hell, you ought to constantly be praying. But when you look back over your life and realize where God brought you from, what he did in your life, you ought to be able to praise. And if you don't know God, then you can't praise. And if you can't praise, you can't pray. So therefore, you give him adoration. You give him praise. And so when you, you go seek the will of God, when you go into the presence of God, don't go with your hands held out about what you can get you ought to be willing to give for the Lord loves a so if you're happy you ought to praise but the problem is is that many people can't be happy because they don't have the knowledge 
because we begin to allow our circumstances to dictate our praise. But when you have the knowledge to know that God is in charge, that God can do anything but fail, then you realize that no matter what you're going through, you can look to the hills for which come at your help. You can praise God in the morning. You can praise him in the evening. You can praise him in the noonday. You can praise him late at night because he has been good. He's, has he been good to you? So you have to have knowledge. You have to have knowledge of God. You, 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 there are a lot of people, even Satan knows to quote the scriptures, but you got to have a personal relationship with him. Somebody that you can, people tell you something about your best friend and, and, and you got to either know your best friend well enough to know whether you think they could do that or not do that. And so therefore you still keep the faith in your best friend. You're on shaky ground when people can walk up and tell you things and you buy it. You ought to know your best friend better than that. But I got to tell you, you don't need to only have knowledge of God, but you should have knowledge of who you are. You need to get real with yourself. You need to have a position that allows you to be able to uncover all the issues. <laughs> I stand before you today and, and I, I would tell you that all of us have to be broken. All of us sometimes have to go through some stuff for us to appreciate that we aren't all of that in a bag of chips. Tell somebody, you ain't no chips. You, you, you ain't got there yet. You, God's still working on you just like he's working on me. It, it, can I get a witness? Is God working on anybody? You, you can't talk about he doesn't fix you up. You, you, you know you are messed, tore up from the floor up. You know good and well that you have not yet arrived. Paul says, I have not attained that that has attained me. And Paul, man, spoke 14 languages, smart as all get out, and he still said, I am the chief of sinners. So who do you think you are? Yeah, so we got too many folk walking around with their nose up in there. You know, we, we look back over the day. We, we ain't never messed up. We ain't never had our diaper changed. You know you done messed all over yourself. Sometime when you thought you were having gas, you, you made a mistake, didn't you? Uh-huh, see, I, I, I ain't by myself, am I? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Them spots always in your short, ain't they? You got to have knowledge of yourself. And when you think about where God is and who he is, then you realize that he could have destroyed you. He could have crucified you. He could have taken all your spirit. But he looked beyond 
my faults and saw my need. So when I look at myself, I realize that I need Jesus. If I have not the power of the Holy Spirit working within me, upon me, then guess what? I might cuss some folks out. Can I get a witness? Y- y'all know good and well there's been some, been some ill thoughts that run through your mind. You done told folks probably too many times where they can go get off at. But I'm so glad God tied my tongue. I'm so glad that he held me back. And you know you're glad he held you back. Am I right about it? And when you, when you really assess who you are, then you realize that you have fallen short of the glory of God. And that you have the propensity to do wrong. All the saints in here that have never messed up, never made a problem, never had an issue, raise your hand. You need Jesus. Now I'm talking to those who have been born again as well as those who have not yet been born again because sometimes just because a person thinks they've been born again, they forget that every day I still need to walk with Jesus. That every day I need to crucify this flesh. You know, just because you done went into the pool and been baptized, I've been, I'm crucified, I'm, 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 I'm a saint, I'm, I'm baptized, I, I'm a Baptist from my head to my soul. But you're still cussing folks out. Still lying on people. Still stabbing folks in the back. Well, God ain't happy with that. You got to get right with Jesus and you know I realized that, 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 that as much as God has been favored me that every day I'm working to get closer to him that's a knowledge that I have you need only not only have knowledge of God you need to not only have knowledge of you but you need to have knowledge of the word And so God says, if you're happy, then you ought to praise. How many have been in this house that God has brought you through something? And you know you haven't yet given God all the praise, all the credit, all the glory, all the honor. You know, you would have still been in your mess if it had not been for Jesus. You have knowledge of God. You have knowledge of who you are. And you have knowledge of the word. So you know that you should pray because the word has helped give you guidance. You're not in the same predicament it was as the saints of old that yet had the Bible had written. He gave you all 66 books. Now it's up to us to decide to use them. Dust that thing off on your toffee table. And it's not, again, I'll say it's not enough just to be able to quote the scripture. Because there's a whole lot of hell raisers quoting scripture. 
the devil quoted scripture and he ain't no he, he is truly a hell raiser just because we come to church every Sunday that doesn't qualify us only the blood of Jesus Paul goes on to say that if, if, if we're going to have the power of prayer then you should call the elders of the church to come and pray over you anointing you of all in the name of the Lord get this get this when you come to the understanding that God has a purpose for using you your circumstances and your situations to help deliver other folks you may be going through the circumstances you're going through because somebody needs to see how it's supposed to be handled, how it's supposed to be dealt with, and you give them encouragement. Why would God leave us here? Once he saves us, once we've been baptized, well, God could just take you on home. But he leaves you here to be an influence, to be influenced by the power of the Holy Spirit and to help influence others. One of the greatest tasks that we have is to share the love of Jesus Christ with all that we come in contact with. So not only do we have a love of God, a love and a knowledge of God, and not only do we have a knowledge of ourselves but when we get a knowledge of the word then we understand and I don't know about you but the more I hear, I've heard the deacon even say that the more I worship him the more I pray the more I praise hmm. y'all didn't get that did you the more I pray the more I praise because when I pray, I recite back to God what his will is. And when I think about his goodness, that while I'm telling him about his will, then I start to think about how he did not give me what I deserved. That he has truly set me free. Is there anybody free in the house today? Illness may have thought that they had you, but illness can't keep you down. And when you boldly walk up before him and allow God to use you, then there's no weapon formed against you that can prosper. You realize that you're the head and not the tail. You see, because the God that I serve can speak and it's done. He could command and it's steadfast. If you don't believe me, ask the disciples when he was on the water said, peace be still. I, I, I bet there's been moments and times when God has said, peace be still in your life the, way, the reason that you got sleep last night 
because there was peace. God was watching over you. God was keeping you. God, he, he said everything will be all right. There's power in prayer. So then I have come to know that there's two essential things that are necessary in prayer. You got to know God for who he is so therefore you ought to have adoration for him. You ought to appreciate him. You ought to, not what he's done for you per se, because see, God would do the same for anyone, but because he is God. Does anybody took the time to praise God for just being God? Or do you have to think about how many cars and houses and land and stuff that he gave you for you to appreciate that he is God? And you know what? If I think about the fact that God is God and God does what he do and he looked beyond, I start to thinking about, well, shoot. I could have been dead. But he made old death behave. And so I can't help but, once I start adoring him, I can't help but praise him. And when I start praising him, I start adoring him more. And, and more I start adoring him, the more I start praising. And I'm going through this perpetual, perpetual cycle that I'm praising and I'm worshiping, I'm worshiping, I'm praising, and I'm giving him adoration. I'm doing, I, I just can't. I wonder why those guys had a forehead so flat that's in heaven. Because they bow down in adoration. <laughs> For your prayer to be powerful, the prayer must be about you and in of a relationship with Jesus. You know, you, you don't probably get along well with strangers, do you? You don't talk to them like you would your best friend, would you? You don't tell them what you would tell your best friend, would you? So I suggest to you that you got to have a relationship. And one of the difficult things that I think is, is that, you know, it, 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 is, it is possible that everyone in here is responsible for helping to raise up a generation. But one thing that we have to have is, is I don't know, people that used to tell me, don't do this and don't do that, I maybe might look at them cross-eyed, particularly if I didn't know them. The reason why my teachers could correct me in the past, the reason why there, we've gone through this season that, that, that teachers could correct you because they used to live in my neighborhood. They knew my parents. And guess what? They knew my parents well enough that I knew if they sent a note home, I was in trouble. But the problem today is, is that people have no relationship with the persons who are responsible for educating them, for teaching them, for growing them. So, you know, you, you're just another number. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not trying to talk about teachers. I'm just talking about how the devil has been working in this environment to separate us. He creates and causes division so that you cannot unite in the love of God. But if you pray, then your prayer ought to be powerful. 
You might ask, now, why would they call the elders of the church? Well, you know, it's, it's good to have somebody else to be praying for you and with you. So let me ask this question. Have y'all prayed for somebody today? I mean, other than yourself. And I, I got to be honest with you. You don't need everybody praying for you. Because some people, they timber ain't got, they, they wet. It, it won't start a fire because they have no relationship with God. And when you are void of a relationship with God, you miss out on what you should ask him for because God has a requirement to respond to his promises. Amen. Baby, well, amen. I like that. See, y'all didn't understand it, but I did. Yeah. Baby is amen, and because the rest of you ain't God, please. <laughs> now, this is going to mess you up. But when you've been change when you've been born again when you have the power of prayer then it is reflected in what you do in other words there comes a time in life when you have power for prayer you quit worrying about how you're going to deal with circumstances you start turning it over to Jesus you begin to walk in the right attitude. You begin to talk in the right attitude. You, you, when people come against you, you, you can turn the other cheek because you're walking in Jesus. No longer are you walking by your authority, but the authority of Jesus Christ. And so, therefore, you're able to be more like him and less like you. What did he say? Just tell somebody, just look at him and tell him, say, what he's saying is that when you act like a fool, you're showing up in you. you, you that's you acting that way. But when you don't act like you would have acted, and you act like people said you peculiar, you look a little bit more like Jesus. For the prayer to be powerful, <laughs> then it requires that you know the word, you know God, and you know yourself, and you know the, your who and how you would respond, then sometimes God has to correct us. For the word of God says God chastens those that he loves. So if you have a power for prayer, it's because you've been through the grinding storm. You've been through circumstances that, that God has said, no, no, that's not the way I would behave. You know, yeah, so you, you, that's why you ought to be slow to anger. But the truth of the matter is you do have anger. Am I right? Don't, don't pretend you don't get mad at folks. Don't, don't act like you, 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 you yeah, 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 I, I probably would have hurt, yeah, yeah. Don't act like that, but, but 
when you confess that you have those sentiments, when you confess that you have those feelings, then you turn it over to the power of God, and God can make a change in your action. Can I ask one question, since y'all are so quiet today? Have you ever had a thought and the Holy Spirit gives you an option? He says, okay, you can do it this way or that way. And it becomes to you, up to you to make the choice. Has anybody experienced that? I don't know about you, but I do. Every day, every minute, every hour, I have a choice. I have to choose to do the will of God or I choose to listen to self and self will always mess you up. Self will tell you to do stuff that doesn't set well with the righteousness of God. And how does a man get righteous? You got to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord that he died and he rose from the dead so that you could live how many righteous folks do I have in the house say that again can I ask the question one more time? How many righteous people do I have in the house? I'm not asking about your righteousness. I'm talking about the righteousness that God has imputed unto you. You are made holy by the blood of Jesus Christ. You didn't get there on your own. You didn't do it on your own. You made a choice to have Jesus. And therefore, when you pray, and, and, and I suggest to you that prayer is nothing more than a simple conversation with God. Everybody in the house has said, Lord, have mercy. And, and most of the time when you're doing that, it's, it, it's, it's in a circumstance or a situation that you know was out of your control. Well, here's the, here's the news. A hundred percent of all the circumstances that you're in are under are out of your control. You you don't you can't you can't manipulate your life so that you would determine your fate. But you can make choices that will influence your fate. We should be praying and praising. Sick should be prayed for. why are you praising you ought to be praising God how many people in the house want to praise God because he says enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise y'all don't hear me he said enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with well, well, then I got to ask you, how many came through the door, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise? You're in his court right now. I, 
I can't hear you. I, I think God has been good to you. I can't hear you. If you thank him, you know, when the praises go up, anybody got a praise on their lips, a, a song in their heart? When the praises go up, then the when the praises go up. I'm, 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 I'm ready to come to a close now. I got a few other believers in here that, that's ready to praise with me. <laughs> I got two other things to tell you real quick. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sit down with a statement of this. Don't be ashamed to stand before God naked. You see, one of the problems that Adam had was that he was trying to cover up and all this time he'd been before God naked and unashamed. But when he did wrong, he tried to he tried to cover up, but his covering wasn't sufficient. Only God, only Jesus, our Lord and Savior, can cover you like no other. You can't cover up your mess. You can't cover up all the problems in your life. But when you learn to turn them over to Jesus, when you learn that there's no one that can do you like Jesus, for the Bible said that he, God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son. That's real love. Y'all know you wouldn't die for nobody. You'd be the first one telling you, you're going to hell. You will have determined where they go. You've got to get to the point where you say to the Lord, here I am just as I am. And when you pray back his promises, God is obligated to perform. Because he cannot go back on his word. If you really want the fervent, effectual prayers of a righteous man, then know the word, the will, and the way of God. And you will be able to say, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what troubles and trials and tribulations that are coming up, you'll be able to say, but God, you made a way out of no way, but God, he's been my bridge over troubled water, he's been my shelter in the time of storm. But God, do I have any but gods in here? He woke me up this morning, started me on my way. Nobody but God, ain't he all right? 
Yeah, the enemy had counted me out. But when I turned my face to the wall and said, Lord, have mercy. Oh, nobody but God could save my soul. Ain't it all right? I wish I had two witnesses in this house. They say, I know that I know that I know. I've been changed. I've been born again. I am redeemed. And the redeemer of the Lord shall say so. Yeah, ain't everything all right? He woke me. I've been through the trials and the tribulations. Been down in some valleys, y'all. But now I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm walking. Ain't God alright? Yeah. He's speaking and it's done. He commanded and stand fast. Yeah, do you know my Jesus? Yeah, the lily of the valley. The bright and the morning star, the wheel in the middle of the wheel, the Alpha and the Omega. Yeah, who is he? He's my all and my all. He's been my wrench. He's been my umbrella. He's been my shelter. He's been my peace. Yeah, can't nobody do me like Jesus. So therefore I bow on my knees. I say, Lord, here I am. As I am, I'm weary. I'm wounded. I'm all tore down. But I'm looking to the hills of which coming my help. And Lord, I know that you're all right. I know you'll make a way out of no way. When I rise, I rise with the power. I rise with the authority that I can speak what God has given me. And everything will be all right. Can early in the morning have you been through the troubles have you been on your sick bed and day God he raised you up and you took a chance and said I thank the Lord where he's brought me from danger illness thought it had me but I had to tell the witness I rebuke you in the name of the Lord he is Jehovah yes he is Jehovah thank you Lord ain't he alright how do I know he alright cause he came down through 40 and 2 iterations he tore down woodwork and brass he came so that I might have life and have it more abundantly they talked about him they whipped him they beat him but he said not a mumbling word they took him up old Golgotha's hill they nailed him in his hands they nailed him in his feet they had him up on that cross but they didn't realize that he said if I 
be lifted up I'll draw all men unto me he was lifted up on that cross he hung from the sixth to the ninth hour he said one important thing is finished that means that it was all taken care of for you and for me they put him in a borrowed tomb he stayed there all day Friday he stayed there all day Saturday but early Sunday morning he got up with all power in heaven and earth in his hand so that when I pray I can ask what I want but he'll give me what I need ain't God alright yeah he's a way maker I wish I had some praying folks in here because whatever is bothering you whatever you're going through turn it over to Jesus he listens to prayer because it's the means by which he communicates know what you're asking for because be careful you might just get it and if you ask the Lord to watch over you to take care of you then he will do what he does amen the doors of the church are now open if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior now is the time tomorrow is not promised to any man woman boy or girl if you are without a church home and you believe that God has ordered your footsteps here to unite with this body of baptized believers, we are here for you for that as well. And if you have fallen out of the ark of safety and you want to come back to God's loving and caring arms, he said, I am married to the backslider as the choir begins to sing. Amen.
and none willing to wait upon the Lord. He said, he shall enter the church daily, such as shall be saved. Amen. 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 Let's give God a big hand for that message and to the messenger. Amen. Just have a uh, few quick reminders and announcements for the rest of this month. I remind the, the church about Mass Choir Rehearsal will be on January the 18th at 6 o'clock p.m. Again, Mana from on High and Matthew 25 will be on January the 20th at 9 o'clock a.m. Uh, Youth God's Learning Lab on February 10th. I'm not sure the time. At, at 11, February, February 10th at, at 11 o'clock. Uh, also, just just remind everybody about, uh, again, uh, happy first, happy birthday to all the babies in January. Happy birthday to you. Amen, amen, And just also to continue to remind you about our, our Bible study and, and, and prayer breakfast and Sunday school life learning lessons to continue to come out, uh, you know, the, to, to grow in, the, in Christ. You know, it's important, you know, this year, every year. But I tell you, if you're not looking and not watching, we're in some terrible times. And, and Jesus is telling us he, we need to be prepared. And we prepare by, by studying and concentrating the word of God every day. We prepare by coming to Bible study and Sunday school and attending church. We need to be prepared. And we're going to come up here every day. Every, every, I get tired sometimes. You, you may get tired of hearing me. But Jesus reminded me, don't grow weary in doing good. And God is not going to give up on us. So I'm going to remind you every Sunday, I want you to come out because you need to be prepared to face what the devil is doing every single day. And our children need to be prepared every day. Amen. And just tell your mother, Sister Swift gave us a card to read last week and Pastor gave it to me, so you know what that meant. But let her know that, that she said she wanted to thank the church for praying for her and being with her. And so let her know that we will read it next week. But let her know that we will continue to pray for her. Amen. You know, we, we and I, I'm, I'm so proud of this church and what God does is that we support our children. We support them and, and whatever they're going through, whatever they're participating in, uh, going through college. And, and that's, you know, that's not easy. So I want to read this. This is from one of, one of our church members. She's not here today. It says, Dear Marquincia, on behalf of the faculty in UTC's College of Arts and Sciences, I write to congratulate you on your outstanding academic performance this past semester. Indeed, your most recent academic achievements have earned you a place of honor on the dean's list for the fall of 2023 semester. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. It goes on to say, uh, UTC prides itself on the high caliber of its student body in, in general, but we are even more delighted to recognize individual students who meet high standards and academic rigor with the in intellectual curiosity and spirit required for success. Therefore, along with your faculty, family, and friends, I share in celebrating your hard work and your accomplishments. Please continue to work toward achieving your academic goals at UTC. Continue to strive for academic excellence. And congratulations once more on work well done. 
Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And also, just, just remember to pray for those that are sick and shut in list. And pray for the families going through any bereavement, the, the Hughes family, the Vaughn family, and any other we might not know about. The Bible tells us to always pray, but to never, ever give up. God bless you. I love you. God bless you. this time I would ask that Charles and Taylor would come in front of me please I know you don't want to leave your baby grandmama got it she'd be okay church I want to acknowledge to you at this moment that the one thing that God does is that he gives gifts to his children his saints and uh, God has given a gift to Taylor and Charles because the Bible tells us that every the gift children are a gift from God it's not something you can do on your own and, and so therefore you have to understand that God gives them our children give us our children for a while but we have to raise them up in the admonition of the Lord to be able to allow them to go forward because one day they'll walk out of the house as an adult and how you have trained them up will have a whole lot to do with hopefully how they respond and if you have trained them up properly if you have given them the word of God accordingly and they, when they grow old, they shall not soon part from it. You know, you, you can have things come back to you. But it will never leave you if it is in God. You know, I, uh, I've been thinking about this moment for ever since December. And I have to tell you this because I don't know if you know it. But Charles, Taylor, it won't leave me that your baby is special. She's going to do some things that you don't even yet understand. She has a power and an authority that is greater than you can imagine. The enemy might attack her, but you know that everything is all right. You know that God has covered her and protecting her and keeping her even when you don't understand. Know the God that we serve, you keep the faith. And the stronger you are in the Lord, the more your journey. <laughs> a pilgrim in this land 
this is not my home. But while I am here, I want to be about my father's business. Know that again, I say, it won't leave me. And I, I, I don't claim to be a prophesier. I don't claim to be a foreseer, but I'm just telling you what's on my heart because God says she's special. Don't forget that. So I want to ask you, Charles and Taylor, the gift has been given to you. Are you willing to raise it in the admonition of the Lord? Are you willing to allow your lives to reflect the example that God is willing to use you so that Journey sees good things on the trail? That she is able to walk in the path and that she could come to you and be able to say mom and dad she shares with you her circumstances or situation and you can give her wisdom because you have asked of God for that wisdom are you willing to be there for her because see it's, it's more than just being given the gift you have to accept the gift People put a lot on the Christmas tree, but you know good and well some of them things that people put in the Christmas tree, you put away. Do you realize that she's special? Do you love her with all your heart? With all your mind? You know that she is a child of God. Amen. Stay right there grandparents I know you've uh, had practice probably and you ready for this but, uh, I gotta tell you the one thing that I found out with my two grand boys with my name ain't So y'all going to be grandpa and grandpa for all the days of this child. The good news about it, the grandparent, is that we've been through the circumstances. We've been through the situations. And you know what? We have the opportunity to learn from our mistakes. So you're able to impart a wisdom that is maybe different than Charles and Taylor. Because you know what hell it looks like because you've been through it but once you've gone through it you can talk about where the Lord has brought you from I remember that I remember my grandmother sitting on the porch telling me about the situation and the circumstances of life that I was yet to see do you promise to impart to journey the wisdom that you have gained you promise to live and walk upright before her so that she'll know that serving a live and a living God will pay off after a while. Will you give, will you be willing to give the testimony that say, Lord God, I know that you are God and I'm not ashamed. You can tell them that once you've been on your sick bed, but God will raise you up and bring you through the troubles of life. 
And when she's down, and maybe all the challenges of life are coming against her, will you encourage her to say, hold on to God's unchanging hand? But most of all, I, should, I commission all four of you that when she is going through things, most of all, no matter what she's going through, show her love. The kind of love that Jesus has shown us that no matter what we do, no matter what our circumstances, no matter where we've been, no matter how wrong we've been, he looks beyond our faults and sees our need. Don't ever forsake her. Are you willing to commit to that? The Bible says, or really, when I think about the Bible, it says that it takes a village to raise a child. Now I know you have selected a God parent. Somebody who said that I'm willing to treat this child like my own. Who is your God parent? It's Erica Vendell and Boogie. I mean, James Moore. No, you said Boogie. Can I get those persons up here? You can't take a back seat then. First thing I want to tell you is that you have made a choice in life that is greater than you know. Because most people think that a godparent is just a position, that title to it, and it doesn't require anything of you. What you have committed to, or what you're going to commit to, is that if anything ever transpires with you, I'll be there. You should even have enough understanding that you are invested in raising their child journey up in the wellness of the Lord. You can't take a back seat to her development. Quite honestly, it should go as far as if something goes wrong with the parents or if the parents are walking in the wrong way, you should be willing to tell them so they might walk up right before her. You can't sit on the sideline any longer. You are part of the village. And her life, you need to know, I said it to, to them, I'll say it to all of y'all, is special. God has a purpose for all of us and he has a purpose for her express your love in how you treat her and remember <laughs> don't mess with God's people and I say that all I'm saying is be her protection her comforter her help are you willing to do that I told you it takes a village to raise a child. So it's not just people that are grandparents and godparents, but it is also.
family. Family's going to be over your house. Family's going to be in gatherings and stuff. Well, they have a responsibility to care about how Jeremy is raised as well. Would the family stand up? Oh, y'all ain't family? Now, family, I, I just want to help you understand that Journey has a purpose and that she will be influential on the family. So family, are you willing to allow her for the Bible says they shall be led by a are you willing to listen to Journey I don't mean you got to obey her in that sense. I'm talking about listening. In other words, you pay enough attention to how she's responding and acting. And you'll be saying, what? she has a message that she's probably sending. And you need to make sure you get it. Family, are you committed to walking before her in the admonition of the Lord to raise up God before her? If you are saved, man. Amen. Well, I got to tell you this. You know what? It's not just up, up to the parents, and the grandparents, and the godparents, and the family. But there's another family that's essential to the development of journey. And that's the church family. So I ask anybody that's here in the body of Christ that is a baptized believer to stand on your feet. Now I want to ask you, are you willing to commit to the children of this house, particularly as I right now commit journey, are you willing to walk up right before her, to give her God as her means, her source, her all in all? If you are, say amen. Can I have Journey? Hold it for me. What's Grandpa, what's Journey's whole name? Say it again. So, so people can hear you. Journey Elise Hobson. Journey Elise Hobson. In this act, I pray to commit her to the admonition of the Lord. I pray to commit her that God will direct her path all the days of her life. And that the enemy, when it comes up against her, I pray. that she is the head and not the tail. I pray that she will do greater things than this. Y'all might be looking at her gender, but I'm looking at how tender she is. Look at her face. <laughs> I anoint you 
of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I pray that every task that God has before you, you shall accomplish. I pray that you help lead others into the path of righteousness to help them to know who God is. Lord, have mercy. God has a plan for you, for you to prosper. He will not harm you. And he will be with you all the days of your life. Journey, what you say? Journey said amen. Tell her about God. Give her the word. I don't care how old she is. Speak it into her spirit. Lord, a hand clap of praise. You can't go nowhere. <laughs> now you need to take the victory walk. <laughs> Come on. Quiet. in the midnight hour God's going to turn it around and I believe he's already turned it around God has spoken let the church say amen
Father, we ask you to help us. You say that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. We pray to be submissive to your will and that we do that which pleases you. We can't do it without your power and authority, Lord God. So let your love, your grace, and sweet communion of your Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth now and forever. And the saints of God said in one voice. <laughs>